0: Welcome to the War in Ukraine update from Kyiv podcast. I'm Jessica Ganawa, a lecturer in international relations at Flinders University in Australia, and I'm checking in with Maximia Yali, head of the Centre for New World Order and professor of international relations at the National Aviation University in Kyiv. Thanks for joining me today, Maxim.
1: Always welcome, Jessica.
0: We had... A sort of interesting, I guess, talk from Putin in recent days where he seemed to be making an analogy possibly between himself and Peter the Great, but also talking about Russia's historical claims to territories that are now currently in Eastern Europe and other European countries. He mentioned specifically Estonia. He talked about Sweden. So do you think that this is just Putin giving a talk for his domestic populations, or do you think that he does actually have some kind of expansionist aims that realistically go beyond Ukraine?
1: First of all, I would like to mention that context is important. He was saying it to pupils who study fake history. If you just compare textbooks, history at school in Soviet Union, then after it collapsed, during Yeltsin time, and then during Putin, first few president periods. And now you will realize that such a phrase like history is not a science, it is a tool, and is written by the winners, is true. I know it pretty well because I, first five years I studied in the Soviet Union, then after USSR collapsed, we started studying finally Ukrainian, history, and we realized how it differed. So it's the first thing, like context. He was sending messages, first of all, to domestic audience, but as well to outside world. It is rebranding of Putin. Firstly, he declared that it would take few days, it's a special military operation, and uh, uh, the whole territory of Ukraine to be occupied. Uh, The war getting longer and longer, and there is no end to it. So he just, like, makes grounds that this war will keep going on for a long time. Thanks,
0: Maxim. I mean, I'm interested in how you mention that Putin is undertaking a kind of a rebranding strategy regarding what Russia is doing in Ukraine, and it makes me wonder extent that will be successful in the Russian domestic context, because the trajectory of the conflict depends upon Putin being able to sell to his own domestic populations that this is a smooth sort of rebranding of the objectives of Russia in Ukraine. And if he can't do that, then maybe some cracks might start to appear in that story or that narrative about what Russia has really been trying to do.
1: Rebranding of Putin is very understandable explanation to Russian audience why they are waging war against Ukraine. Because denazification, demilitarization, they don't realize and understand what it means. So, I mean, the goals he proclaimed, yes, on the 24th of uh, February. Mm -hmm. But to get new territories, it's understandable for a common Russian very well, for those who are going to this war. It is like, you know, it's in Russian identity and uh, the principle of empire, Russian empire, particularly it's just expansion. If they stop expansionism, these troubles, internal problems will blow up Russia. It's a way to export chaos. Mm -hmm. He will not finish until he stopped only uh, on the battlefield.
0: The battle in Donbass is pretty fierce at the moment and there's sort of incremental gains from both Russia and the Ukrainian side going on, sort of changing from day to day with Russia not yet having taken over control of the entirety of the Donbass, but they are making some gains on the ground. And I'm just wondering what is the mood like in Ukraine at present given that ongoing battlefield situation How are people feeling about the war? Is there still a sentiment that Ukraine will be able to push Russia back in coming months?
1: Well, uh, definitely. We have our moods and readiness to fight uh, until the end hasn't changed since February. And anyway, the situation is much better if to compare with the first weeks of these more than 100 days. But still, we are losing uh, so many soldiers, 100, 200 a day, uh, Mm -hmm. just because Russians, particularly in Donbass, they have advantage 10 times, shells, etc. So they have it uh, from uh, Soviet times, and unfortunately, we have used all... Almost everything. Now, almost all the Soviet shells, caliber, 152 mil- millimeters, it is produced only in, in Russia. So we need, of course, new ones from the West. We already use NATO standards, right? Uh, but during these two months, more than two months of the Battle of Donbass, we received only 150 artillery systems. Of course, we need at least uh, a thousand. We realize that the war will uh, go on for a long time. Our readiness to fight hasn't changed. We believe in ourselves. We believe in our armed forces. We believe in our president. We believe in each other. uh, So everybody is trying to do his best to help. We are still optimistic. And uh, of course, (laughs) just... It depends how long it will take, how many civilians will be killed, not talking about soldiers, but we are ready to fight until the end. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, well, thanks, Maxim. Appreciate your reflections today.
1: Welcome, Jessica.
0: You've been listening to the Update from Key Podcast. Thanks to Mr. Smith for our theme music. See you next episode.